There is some crazy drama surrounding the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Big movie festivals like Blumfest and DC Fandom are returning in 2021. And there may be some pretty big changes coming for the MCU. We're talking all of this plus more. This is Let's Talk Movie News. We have a whole lot of interesting topics to get through tonight. Um, lots to discuss, lots to unpack from the drama with the um, HFPA to the MCU to these different conventions to Dave Batista's future in the movie industry. There's a whole bunch of different things going on. Um, but, you know, before we get into that, how are you doing on this Tuesday evening, which is when we're filming this? I know, we felt, we filmed this thing on a Tuesday. We do. Which is the most, these are like, all previously recorded. <laughs> Yeah, it's the most out of whack time to do it, but we make it work. We do and make it work. Jesus, guys, I swear, I look, I'm trying my best to like have a good setup, but I got so many wires under my feet. So if I ever kick my feet, I do this, too. I feel like this laptop is going to sling right yep. into my face. Yeah, my but, light plus like I, I have like four cables going into my computer. Like it's just there's a whole bunch of random crap. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, ho- hopefully, as we move into the summer and as we get into June. Our schedules will open up a little bit more and we can we can do some more things in person and um we have a couple other videos we want to go on a vhs hunt and stuff like that so hopefully we'll uh we'll be able to do some cool things like that once our schedules open up a little bit um but uh yeah there's a whole lot to unpack tonight there's a whole lot going on um we went and got gas because people are crazy and because, i like and, no because it's like it's like if you would have said that without the circumstance at hand that would have been it's the most like, yeah. bland statement ever but the fact that you <laughs> i got it, gas on the way home today <laughs> yeah it's the fact that you said it right now is just fucking hilarious considering what we're going through which by the way it sucks but when you live in like a mid southern area like if you live within the bible belt you could tell like you can see like how f- much people are freaking out with gas well it- i've seen someone fill up a ford fiesta with just canisters of gas you know how small a ford fiesta is well, but they just pack that bitch oh i mean like if you know if okay if if you live in kentucky you know there's like four big sections you got lexington you got louisville mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. bowling green and you have mm-hmm. like florence covington up by cincinnati like tri-state area those are like I love the you didn't say lexington I did say Lexington. Oh, okay. I didn't hear They're you. like the four big, big hubs. There were pictures on Facebook of people in Lexington with like 12 gas cans and like filling up their car and filling up all their gas cans. And like, you know, we, I probably wouldn't even have gone and filled up if people weren't crazy because like, I, you know, there was a tweet like, and we, got, we don't talk politics here. Like we're, we're not, I, I say this because it's black white democrat republican male female whatever but there are hiding your political agenda no (laughs) there are people like i I don't know as a society 
and it has nothing to do with our leaders like as a society I feel like we're living in like a recurring state of like mass panic and hysteria and everybody is on edge over everything like the gas thing everybody's like we got to go get gas we're gonna run out of gas it's like a hurry up and wait yeah it's just like we live in a hurry up and wait and like I know last March when COVID happened we were in a hurry up and wait because like that like March what what was it like the 12th or the 13th and into that like Saturday and don't get me started guys it was panic you all remember everybody was there yeah I was a retail worker at Kroger I was a meat guy the amount of shit I went through with you guys in the whole pandemic I like how you're staring right in the camera because it's important you guys made my job live in hell (laughs) I'm sorry I'm I, I understand the fear but Jesus Christ that was crazy and I, I can almost imagine that's what's going to happen with the gases. And honestly, it's at the point, it's like, it's like uh, what Sarah Zawa said. It's like, honestly, let them fight. Let them fight over this gas. I don't care. You know what? I'm happy to Finish walk around a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm all for taking precautions with COVID and I'm all for being safe, but like, we can't live in fear at the same time it's like you know like back in the early 2000s when the news had that like terror or or the terror chance of a terrorist attack thing happening after 9-11 like on the news like it was just a color spectrum like every day what back at like after 9-11 on like the major news stations like how they have the weather in the corner like Mm -hmm. there was like a constant like terror threat meter and it was a colored thing. And like, what's what? Like, why? Like, what's the point of that? Like, that serves I did not no. Know that. Like, that serves no purpose except for like freaking people out. So, like, I get it. It's scary. I mean, but people just that like, was so long ago. I didn't even watch news back I then. I was in middle school. I didn't have. I don't think I cared about was asking Jeanette to the middle school dance. That was the only thing I cared about. Trying That's to it. get. Yeah, I'm not gonna. That's I'm not gonna say what I was about to say. <laughs> I'm really not. Uh, but yeah, man, I just, I, we live in a permanent state of panic. Like if we could just rationally think about things before we do it, that'd be fine, but we can't. Oh my God. You're actually saying something like actually smart too bad. No one's going to listen. I know. And I mean this like as a society, I don't mean a certain group of people. I just, I don't know. That's why all this crap coming out about aliens and like the Nostradamus zombie apocalypse thing. If the zombie apocalypse happens or if aliens really exist and like the government announces that or the United Nations or whatever, I'm, I'm just going to stay in my house and like close all the windows and not turn on the TV because like it's going to be insanity. Like I'm just, I, yeah, I'm yeah. Not, I don't know. But anyways, like, let's let's move on to that. Okay, yeah. It's, it's like talk what? Some, talk some movies, it's, guys. What were you going to say? No, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say like it's like when when we think about like zombie apocalypse and all the other stuff that's happening, like I feel like I feel like society is gonna be destroyed by the most like absurd thing like gas. Yeah, like I feel like this would be the tipping point. No, I know society's <laughs> gonna crumble over like a lack. I feel like cheese. I feel like like our, I don't, like yeah. something stupid. Our luck will be something like that instead of actually zombies. I don't know. What but, the hell just happened? The people, there's nobody watching right now, Miguel. They're probably like these two assholes are sitting here talking about gas prices when, <laughs> when it's a yeah, movie news literally. show. Uh, so yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Oh, uh, but let's move on. Um, 
So probably the biggest piece of news to unpack here uh, is everything going on with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association and the controversy surrounding the situation. I had to dig um, because I didn't even, I, I honestly, I was confused. I didn't really under, I read all the articles, but I was still confused. I was like, what is going on? I don't understand. Um, and kind of my goal here is to, uh, to help anyone else who's confused to understand what's going on. Have you seen what's happened with the Hollywood Foreign Press, Miguel? Guys, if you're curious about what the Hollywood Foreign Press is like, honestly, just watch the Golden Globes that's hosted by Ricky Gervais. And it'll pretty much tell you everything you need to know. And the bulk of his conversation is the Hollywood Ford and Press is just a bunch of racists. It's just filled with a bunch of racists. Oh <laughs> you, should, you, uh, guys, you, you need to see this. You guys need to check it out. Did Brad, he say I, I that? He says it. I don't, I mean, I, I watched it, but I don't, I don't, honestly, that was a while ago. I don't even remember. My man, he has been the host, I think, four or three times. And the first one, like every single one of them, he gets more and more absurd. He keeps saying the most outlandish stuff, but it is Ricky Gervais about, yeah, <laughs> about like Hollywood in general. And what's funny is that the Golden Globes keep asking him back. So he's like, yeah. why are you guys asking me back? I'm literally talking shit about all of you. But yeah, if you guys want to know much about the Hollywood Foreign Press, just just watch Ricky Gervais because he'll funny. tell you about Tweet it. at Ricky Gervais and he'll, he'll yeah. spill the beans. Yeah, um, exactly. But for, so for those of you who don't know, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association or the HFPA, um, it's a nonprofit group of foreign journalists, critics, photographers, any anybody who is reporting on entertainment uh, media in some form of outlet. Um, and they report on the entertainment industry, specifically film and television within the United States, States, States. I don't even know what I'm saying. The United States, whatever the hell the United States is. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I, I hate myself. The uh, United David Spades of America. Right. The United David Spades. Um, they're members of digital news outlets, newspapers, radio stations, magazines, TV shows, whatever the works. Um, there are 87 members. I think I, I think it's 87. I know there's less than 90. Mm. Um, and most notably what you've probably heard them for is if you've watched the Golden Globes, just like what Miguel said, they host the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes are their baby. Every year in January, when the Golden Globes come on, the HFPA is what puts that on. Um, so their membership, you're, you're probably thinking like, who the hell is a part of the association? Like, how do you, how do you get to do that? Um, Be right. I did some different. I'm kidding, guys. I'm totally kidding. But yes, be racist. What? I'm just repeating what he says, man. I'm don't, don't kill the to, messenger. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a sip of beer after what you just said. <laughs> but I, I don't know. The the Hollywood Foreign Press always seems like a the most pretentious group. I can think of when it comes to just Hollywood in general. Do you know what I mean? Do you, do I, you get my, do you get my, like, I, I, I get it. I think it's it? a lot. I, I think, I don't know. Let's, let's keep going. Let's dig a little bit deeper okay. um, because I did a little bit of digging and here's what I find out. So, and, and let me say this, all of this information is online. Again, we have no sources. I don't know who, I don't, this is online. This is on their website. This is on Wikipedia. It, it's on multiple different pages. You can find out this information um, every year up to five journalists can be uh, admitted into the association. There's two types of statuses. There's active status 
there is inactive status or non-active status, I believe is what it's called. Um, obviously, right now, there are 87 active members in the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. And there's, I mean, probably thousands, if not more, inactive members um, that, you know, they're associated with it, but they're not actually a member um, that is active. And if you wish to remain active, you have to be accredited by the MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America. You have to submit your work, you have to submit your pictures, your articles, your movie reviews, your, your you know, whatever you do, whatever your style of journalism is, you have to submit that and you have to be accredited by them to be a member of the um, HFPA, which allows you to vote. Um, you know, that's, I think they serve on different committees. They do different outreach things, different charities, different, uh, they post the Golden Globes. I'm not sure um, if their members are the ones who actually uh, vote on nominees and who vote on winners for the Golden Globes. I'm not positive. Um, I feel like they do. I would, I would say probably, yeah, because I think there's probably some controversy with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have to be accredited with the MPAA if they wish to remain an active member. Um, and obviously, under the course of the last few days and weeks, they have become under fire by actors and actresses, by filmmakers, production companies, fans, film studios, because of their lack of diversity. And there have also been claims of misconduct from previous years, from this year. Um, And people are, you know, everybody is demanding a pretty significant overhaul of the entire uh, association. Um, Or, you know, a lot of production companies are going to pull out. What'd you say? I said gasp, as if I'm surprised. (laughs) I know, right? Um, You know, NBC, it's no secret, you know, it's been out there for a few days now. NBC has canceled the 2022 Golden Globe Awards. Um, and, you know, in solidarity with, you know, underrepresented peoples and with these actors and actresses that have had poor experiences with them, um, you know, they want meaningful change. Here's what NBC had to say uh, about the, these changes. They said, we continue to believe that the HFPA is committed to meaningful reform. Uh, But however, change of this magnitude takes time and work, and we feel strongly that the HFPA needs time to do it right. As such, NBC will not air the 2022 Golden Globes. Assuming the organization executes on its plan, we are hopeful that we will be in a position to air the show in January 2023. So I take that as it's not happening. Like no matter what changes they make this year, NBC is not airing the Golden Globes next year. So there will be no gold. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, there will be no Golden Globes next mm. year. Is that what you do? You kind of get the same thing out of that statement? I kind of got the same gist from what I'm reading too. And uh, yeah. I always thought it was like the Golden Globes is like a precursor of the Oscars. Because it's like yeah, whoever a wins lot of that pretty much gets, gets the Oscar as well. And uh, it will be interesting to see without, without the Golden Globes. But again, like it's not like... I don't know. It's out of out of the Oscars and the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes always seems like the more controversial one, just because of the Hollywood foreign press. And um, I think the fact that uh, is it is it MS, MSNBC right? NBC. NBC. That's a that's a news station. I was thinking of. Uh, 
the well nbc is too but yeah i keep thinking i keep thinking that the fact i'm glad that they're like standing in solidarity for it because i mean yeah me too it's it's just been like it's been like a, con- a known thing for a while that the golden globes have always been like kind of like a um i don't know like a icky kind of thing like it's it's never like you never agree with most of the decisions that's fair. made there you know what i mean I, I would say a lot of people fr- probably feel the same way um and i you know i think I, i've seen a lot of people say that that you know the consistency of the nominees and the winners from the golden globes to the academy awards um which of course the 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 golden globes are run by the the hollywood foreign press association the academy awards are run by the academy of motion pictures arts and sciences um and i think you know i at least from what i gather the the hfpa is a little bit more likely to sway in terms of their interest versus the academy as in what movie what actor what actress was better like what was the best film of the year things like that and i'm not saying that the hollywood foreign press association is all it completely corrupt and they're just people are saying hey put this movie first put this actress first this person wins this person i I don't mean it like that but i I think there is definitely some talk of one being a little bit more easy to sway than the other um oh the kind of gloves are definitely way more skewed there's no question about it yeah i I think i'm not saying i'm not saying the academy isn't skewed either i mean all of them are skewed right to some degree and that like you said that's not to say that the academy is perfect Mm-hmm. Um, but it, you know, it's just, it, it's interesting. Um, so th- this kind of small snowballed because the LA times conducted an investigation in 2021 that revealed that of the 87 current active members of the Hollywood foreign press association, not a single member was African-American <laughs> and the majority of them are male. Now, keep yeah. in mind that these journalists are from f- over 55 different countries. Uh, and, um, you know, they, they've gained a lot of power within the industry. Uh, you know, just off the top of your head, a- after everything we've been through over the last year and a half, you agree that that's a problem, right? I do. And it's i mean it's tough to like put to like think about it and like i mean like honestly it's not like something that i'm gonna have like a huge uproar about like this is terrible but it's definitely something that i notice it's like yeah this is something that's you know obviously it needs to be put in the spotlight because if you think about all the stuff that's happen with at the golden globes and how many people are just talking about the golden globes about how like skewed it is you have to look at who's in it now like and whenever you look at the hollywood foreign press and see how much diversity there is or lack thereof um mm-hmm. it's definitely something to bring up yeah and and i think this year will probably be one of the one of the years where they're like okay we definitely need to take a look at this because there's some something in that up Right. And, and they are, and they, they form committees and they're, they're, it seems like they're committed to meaningful change. Um, mm. It, I, I think that NBC and a lot of these other, um, these, these investors and these people who have ties with them want to make sure that it's done the right way and that it's mm. not, 
meaningful change just to get the press and people off their back. Um, I thought this was interesting. I didn't know this. I found this online. Uh, and I thought you would find this interesting too, because we actually just talked about Brendan Fraser um, mm. a little bit uh, a, a few weeks ago. I think, what was that, in episode 20, maybe? I think it was uh, 90s. Of, of Let's Talk Movies, yeah. Um, so in 2018, Brendan Fraser uh, claimed that the former president of the HFPA, I'm not going to name him, sexually assaulted him. Um and, you know, many people believe that the backlash of speaking out against the HFPA and against that particular person snowballed his career and not completely ended his career because there were other factors. I think Brendan Fraser was sick at one point. I mean, I, I think there were multiple things, but many people believe that that was a huge contributing factor to Brendan Fraser kind of falling out of the industry. Um, yeah. and I know you you've talked about his his filmography and his acting a whole lot. You're a big Brendan Fraser fan. So I, I was curious to see uh, to, to get your thoughts on that, on, you know, the HFPA's involvement or possible possible involvement. Let me say that. Well, I mean, it's I kind of I, I remember seeing that story like, I don't know, probably like Film Rant or like Watch Mojo or something like that. Some movie news channel on youtube and they talked about it and i was like i was really like you know not shocked by it okay yeah i was shocked by it but i was also like kind of sad for it because i always liked brendan fraser and yeah you know obviously in the mummy series and then all the other ones george uh it's george of the jungle yeah george of the jungle and all of those and i mean he's a pretty solid actor and he i is. always wondered what happened to him because he was honestly at the same level as say keanu reeves and um Tom Cruise during that time because it was it was during that decade whenever uh all of these actors that we now come to love and are like top A-list actors like those those some of those actors like grew up and they're you know again top stars and then there's other ones that just kind of fell off and you kind of wonder like well what happened to them and uh, yeah. Brandon Fraser was one of them that I think wasn't technically his fault it was the fault of uh the Hollywood business itself, because we can't, we can't um, uh, disregard like the corruption of Hollywood in general. Like there, there's some corruption there and For there's sure. too many abuse of power. And you see that with most of these female actors. And when they talk about all the abuse they went through, I mean, look at what happened with Harvey Weinstein. That was atrocious. Yes. And, and the fact that that happened kind of makes you think like, well, what else is there? Because it's not just Harvey Weinstein. There's plenty more in that uh, pool of the Hollywood uh, business. And Brendan Fraser is just another one of those. Uh, Brendan Fraser and Terry Crews are the two that I think mm. are the most pivotal one because it goes to show that Hollywood and all of that stuff, all the abuse of power, not only goes against goes after uh, female actors, but also goes after all of the actors, no matter what gender. And it's it it shows it shows a a tale of like it shows a tale of like how Hollywood's always been, and Hollywood has always been like a place where if you want to get somewhere, you're gonna have to do this to get there, whether it's dirty, slimy, or undercutting someone, or 
submitting this to a higher power power over there and it's insane it's ridiculous and um but that's just been the way it's been and whenever i kept thinking about the story of brandon frazier i mean it just you know just it it's a bummer it's yeah it's it's it, it just it saddens me because it's just another one of the actors that i come to love and he's a victim of just hollywood in general and that goes for every every actor that has uh, shown um shown abuse i mean look at britney spears and again guys i'm not a fan of britney spears i wasn't a fan of her music but it's important to understand yeah it's important to understand like the shit that she's going through right now like she's still going through right now and like that's just the way the entertainment business is in general entertainment business in general is kind of like that and it's a real shame right because again from two movie lovers like the two like us like we don't want to see that. We want to see all all uh, actors and entertainers like strive and you know do good. But the studios in general, like the studios and the, all those people in the higher ups, like I don't know, like it's it's a dirty it's a dirty profession to be in. And Brandon Fraser is just one of those in the long list of people that suffered from it. Yeah, and that—I mean—that's my two cents. I mean, you guys can agree with me or not, but it's—it's—that's how the way I think the Hollywood studio is, and it needs to be fixed. And the Hollywood Foreign Press, and its uh, lack of diversity, is just the tip of the iceberg of how dirty the whole entertainment business is. Right. But yeah, that—that that was my rant. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Oh, you're, you're fine. Um, I, I'm a lot of good points. I'm glad you said all of that. Uh, I, I think there is something to be said about um, corruption in Hollywood. I, I think there is without a doubt, wholeheartedly without a doubt. Um, and that's not to say that all of Hollywood is corrupt. Uh, again, if this is true, I don't know if this is true. What happened with Brendan Fraser? Um, I know there have been other instances, uh, you know, if this is true with Brendan Fraser and he was groped or he was sexually assaulted, you know, whatever the case may be, just be, you know, just because one person is, you know, kind of the, the sour apple, it doesn't, that one person doesn't speak for the whole group. Just because one person within the HFPA is corrupt, that doesn't mean the entire association is corrupt either. Um, I, I think there are some changes, whether they were, intentional or not that need to be made um and you know i I know there have been other instances of celebrities speaking out against them um scarlett johansson is one of them and i've seen this even prior to any of this happening i knew this was a problem uh she refused to participate in any of the hollywood foreign press associations um you know their their conferences or their you know panels where they were asking them different questions um the the one that comes to mind for me is i believe it was for avengers age of ultron when that movie came out that you know they had rdj and chris evans and lee um chris hemsworth and you know jeremy renner all the avengers all the cast of that film um on a panel for that movie and you know a lot of the HFPA reporters and journalists are, you know, they're asking them questions and, you know, the, the one video, the, uh, um, I think he, the, the reporter asked Robert Downey Jr., you know, something about 
Tony Stark's character arc? And it's a serious question. It's a good question um, about Tony Stark's character arc and the arc throughout the MCU and things like that. Um, and then he gets to Scarlett Johansson and they ask a question about, is her clothing too revealing? And it's just like, what the, like, why the who cares? Like, yeah, who, it's like, that, like that's no not, one, no that one is in the not right, the man. kind of question we... that people care about. Like me yeah. as a movie fan, if you're trying to hype me up for Avengers Age of Ultron or for the next MCU film, I don't give a shit what she's wearing. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, I mean, like, yeah, I guess her costume has to be cool. But like, that's not a quest. Like if I could ask Scarlett Johansson a question, that would not be the question I would ask her. You know what I mean? And yeah. it's that kind of thing. It, it, it's the, the questions they ask. Um, and it's the way that some of their, their members and their reporters conduct themselves in the presence of these celebrities. That, that is an, another kind of issue. And I'm Scar- I praise Scarlett Johansson for speaking out against that and for, for coming forward and saying like, look, this is a problem. Like I've encountered this multiple times and I know I'm not the only one. Pro- mm-hmm. I mean, there's probably a slew of spe- female, especially actresses that, that have encountered that same, the, this sexist. Um, super, superficial questions. Yeah. Like about, sexually tailored yeah. questions that just don't need, they, they just don't need to be. Um yeah, I, I just, I, I th- that's uncalled for. Like, you know, I, it's like the it's, movie. Like, don't, yeah. that it, if you want, like, if you want people to take the, the foreign, the, I forgot the fucking name of them, the Hollywood, Hollywood foreign, foreign press. press. Yeah. If you, yeah, again, like, I could care less about them. If you want them, if you want to be taken seriously, like, legitimately, like, put some good questions out there. And obviously, they do do that for some. Like, obviously, as you can see with Robert Downey Jr. But then whenever you get to these uh, female uh, actors and you ask them all these superficial questions, it takes away from the whole panel. It takes away from the whole movie. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yes, there are people that do care about those questions, but they're fucking nitwits. They're they're nimrods over there that care about the costumes and like how tight they are. That's that's not why that's not the reason why we go see the movies. It's one thing to care about a costume, but it's another thing to be like. Well, I think she should have more cleavage in this costume. Like, shut up. Yeah, like, that's not. No one f- cares that, about that. that. Is, shut up. Like, that's none of your business. Yeah. Um, and honestly, she should have walked off. I mean, you, have you seen an interview with uh, Robert Downey Jr. whenever they were talking yes, about his when past? They, uh-huh. Was that a Hollywood Warren Press? I have no idea. I don't know. I have no it idea. Probably was. And uh, guess what? He walked off because it wasn't. It wasn't adding to the movie that right. they were being interviewed for. Right. And you're not adding to the experience. You're mm-hmm. not adding to the the questions and the, you know, building information and building hype. You're just you're like you're you're pushing your own agenda. And mm-hmm. again, that's not to say I do not mean this as in every single journalist who is a member, an active member, inactive member, whatever, uh, of the Hollywood foreign press is asking these sexist targeted questions. I don't mean that at all. But you know one of the things that they're doing the proof is in the pudding that's what I, that's what i'm saying like if, right well, if there is if there is accusations of the hollywood foreign press being um acting in that way like it sh- it shows like we see it and it obviously needs to be dealt with because that's not correct journalism i mean i'm i mean i'm not any i'm not a, like 
I am not, not a yeah. I'm not a journalist. I'm we do a YouTube like, show about future. movies. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> but um, when I when I watch because like I enjoy watching those interviews. I think they're pretty cool. I love seeing yeah, me too. these actors talk and all that. But when we when when I see questions like that, it's just like you're just you're just like uh, what's it called? You're dimming down the interview as a whole. You're you're killing the yeah. momentum and the vibe of it with these questions, and. Again, that's just one thing that the Hollywood Foreign Press, again, some of them are doing that's tarnishing the whole movie-going experience. You know what I mean? Right. And, and you know, we'll get into this again towards, towards the end of this segment here. Um, but part of what they're doing is creating a new code of conduct. That's part of their new initiative um, mm-hmm. to, to improve the association as a whole, which is good. You need you need to have a you need to have boundaries for your reporters like this type of question is perfectly acceptable this type of question is not mm-hmm. you need to have that because your journalists need to know like this is what's expected of you like if you are fortunate enough to be in one of those panels and you can ask these people questions you need to you need to have uh what what's the what's the word i'm looking for um you you need to have some decency and some some honor, you, some you know, decent you, some respect. Yeah, you it, it's like perfect. You need to have you, some respect for the mm-hmm. people that you're asking the questions to. And because I think the part of that you see there are just because the questions you see are like I don't know either they've already been said, they're already like public knowledge, or they're superficial. True. And those questions right there, like they don't even need to be answered. They don't even need to be on your clipboard. They don't even need to be on your notebooks. It right. doesn't matter. And I don't know, like it's, it, you killed my vibe. No, I'm kidding. What were you going to say? Um, I don't, I don't even know what I was going to say. I, I, there, there needs to be an improved code of conduct, mm-hmm. uh, you know, for, for the, for these journalists and for these reporters. And again, that's not to say that every single journalist who is a member of the F, uh, the HFPA is, uh, is asking these type of questions but there just needs to be there needs to be boundaries um i've always been somebody that like you know i've met a couple of celebrities in my life like i I, a lot of people get starstruck very easy oh i'll get starstruck i like i i I, i've always tried to view them as people like Mm -hmm. you know you talk about like the hardships with you know, even look at Michael Jackson, like, you know, again, different music industry, but I, I think Michael Jackson was kind of damaged because y- you can't, when you're never left alone, like people see celebrities as like a different species of human being or something mm-hmm. like that. And well, like, I'm you gonna, know, I'm going to, I'm going to say right here, Michael Jackson was a fairly complicated entertainer. And That's, I, I, yeah. I admit but, he was he was yeah but I'm saying when you when you you know I, I just keep thinking back to that Scarlett Johansson but I'm a big fan of her I really like Scar jo a lot mm-hmm. and I just I keep thinking back to that video you know when you when you when you're asking serious character plot related questions of all of the male actors and then you get to her and you ask a sexually driven question it's like she has feelings like like these people have these actors have feelings they don't just brush off whatever mm-hmm. question you ask them like it matters you know what i mean as a human being it matters 
So I, I just, I hope that um, if anything comes out of this whole thing, they need more diversity, but they need humility too. Like every, and this shit, this goes for everybody. Everybody needs to have a little bit more humility and a little bit more grace moving forward. I mean, you, you, you just, exactly like you said, you have to treat people with respect. And right now it seems like there's not a lot of that going on. Uh, so I, hopefully moving forward, this whole endeavor will, it'll better the association. It'll better the experience. Not only that the actors and actresses have at these discussions and these panels, but it'll also, it'll be better journalism. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it'll be better journalism. I don't, I don't like, I don't, I'm not saying like these journalists need to be like, you know, restricted to certain questions. Right. I'm, Cause I mean, fuck, I mean, that's, you know, it goes against, I guess the fucking free speech. It goes against yeah, free, free speech. speech, but it's, it's the fact that there has to be an understanding of like, there has to be a level of respect and understanding with what you're asking with some of these people. And some people like to hide behind the hide behind that uh, limitations with uh, all this uh, journalism. And they think they could just ask all these uh, quote unquote hard hitting questions that again, are superficial or already known to the public. And some of these people have already mentioned and uh, it's, I don't know. I hope we see some change in regards to that because I mean, I mean the movie, the entertainment movie business is not going to go any, go anywhere. Like it's going to stay for forever almost certain and if we keep seeing these types of actions happen with these uh actors i mean it's going to come to a time where the business the movie business or the entertainment business is going to get blacklisted like no one's going to want to enter that business because of all of the slimy grimy stuff that happens on the inside and yes i get it it's um they say hollywood isn't paved with the gold is paved with the tears of all the other people that haven't made it and just i don't know just that's what that's that's a phrase people say <laughs> that, I, that i've heard right there some deep shit yeah <laughs> like can you imagine you saying a kid a kid coming in wanting to be an actor and they hear that they're gonna get fucking um scared or they're not they're gonna get thrown off yeah and like that's and what's that gonna do it's gonna lower the amount of actors and entertainers in this world and ye, ye, we can't have that i mean that's not that's something that we all need yeah. in this world yeah. and um Hopefully we see some change because honestly, the more I keep seeing all of these uh, actors and actresses and entertainers are just being used as like props to as show pawns. Yeah, as pawns in this business. It's it's getting ridiculous to see yeah. because these are human beings. These are just this is their job. They clock in, they clock out, they have vacations. I mean, they I mean they go home. Same as every single one of us, and yes, we may be starstruck by them, but they're just there's they're just people just like us. And I'll uh, tell you what, something that's good to come out of COVID is, you know, and I'm not saying COVID was good. That's not what I mean. Don't nobody take it that way, please. <laughs> no nobody one, take it that no way. No one is thinking that, but okay. I do. I am getting what you're thinking. But right one now. of the one of the good things to come out of the situation, making it positive out of a negative. Um, is seeing celebrities, I think, in their home environment, because, well, like across the board, we need to see celebrities as human beings. Mm-hmm. They're the same as you and I. Mm-hmm. They just they're on the they're on the global stage. People see them every day in movies and music and TV. And um, I have the hiccups now. 
you know, I, it, we need to see them as human beings. Um, uh, you know, other uh, other um, controversies surrounding this whole thing, uh, you know, it's supposed to be a nonprofit organization or association, mm-hmm. excuse me. Um, but it was reported that members that this LA Times investigation reported that members are paid over a million dollars each year to just be on these committees and things like that. So it's like, how nonprofit is that? Is it? Um, you know, again, the big thing right now is that there are no black people on the uh, on on the in the association at all. Um, mm-hmm. And then I believe, uh, you know, this happened last month. A member, and I think it's the same member who was associated with the Brendan Fraser thing, who has since been expelled, referred to Black Lives Matter as a racist hate movement in a complete email to the rest of the, uh, the rest of the association. Which, dude, look at the world, man. Read the room. As you, as you yeah. always say, read the room. Yeah, read the room. <laughs> I mean, man. like, that's not, dude, that's get, not get okay. The, like, that's... Get with the times. It's, get with the times, man. Yeah. Get with the times. And what'd you say? They're all a bunch of I don't know, middle-aged white guys. I, I don't know. Be- I, I believe, I'm not certain. I believe it's mostly male. And I know that there were zero African-Americans on the entire association. There's none. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of all of this, obviously that we said this before, the Golden Globes have been canceled. Tom Cruise returned his three Golden Globes to the uh, HFPA that he won for Born on the Fourth of July, Jerry Maguire, and Magnolia. Um Big, big, big production companies like Netflix, Warner Brothers, um, and all really Warner Media and all of the Warner Media subsidies like HBO Max, HBO, Amazon, NBC, they have all threatened to cut ties. Um, mm-hmm. Here's what Warner Media had to say. They said, while we commend the HFPA's membership approval of the plan to move towards radical reform, we don't believe that the plan goes far enough in addressing the breadth of our concerns, nor does your timeline capture the immediate need by which these issues should be addressed. Warner Media Studios and networks will continue to refrain from direct engagement with the HFPA, including sanctioned press conferences and invitations to cover other industry events with talent until these changes are implemented. So look, you and I have given Warner Media a lot of shit. There are a lot of people who have given Warner Media a lot of shit, but you know what? Yeah, props to them. Props to them, man. Props to them and props. Warner Media, awesome job. I mean, you know, they're, they're done. I mean, I I just, I get the vibe that a lot of these production companies are like, if you're going to be this way, and if you're going to treat these actors that we have hired to do these films, if you're going to treat these actors and actresses that way, and if you're going to, you know, be exclusive in your membership and things like that, we're not going to have anything to do with you. Like we're like, we're going to look the other way and we're going to, we're going to look, you know, that their journalists are not going to be invited to press conferences uh, and, you know, things like that to cover these movies. Um, it's, then, it's pretty much here. Look like this, this is pretty a little controversial, but it's the reason why they're doing this is because they're, because the Hollywood foreign press is currently under, they're currently in the barrel. They're in the barrel and they're going to get torn to, to shreds. And all these other studios like they're with them. They're like, well, we don't want to get any part of the spotlight. So they're pulling their uh, support. That way they're not going to be shined under the light and shown for what they are too. Because again, each studio, I don't care. I don't care. Every single studio 
and production management has some dirty little secrets in that in that business and they don't want their skeletons to be unleashed from the closet so that's why they're pulling away so they don't you know the the light doesn't get under them but I think it's great that Warner Bros is doing that. It's great that the Scientologist Tom Cruise is doing it too. And uh, hopefully uh, more will do that. That way they understand that if you condone or associate associate yourself with these types of actions, you will be blacklisted. You will be the next one in the barrel. And yeah. that sounds like a threat, but it's, it, it's, it's like a warning to the whole entertainment business. It's like, hey, look, times are changing. Either get with it or you're going to get left behind straight up. And that's, I mean, that's, that's the way I keep thinking about it. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Dang, we got hot on this one. We did. We got hot, but there there was a lot to cover. And again, Mm -hmm. part of this segment, like I wanted to make sure because I was one of the people I didn't fully understand what was going on. So like I dug a lot, like I wanted to make sure that I knew what we were talking about because hopefully this segment, and I'll release this as a standalone video too. Um, hopefully this segment kind of explains a little bit more of what's going on. Again, similar to the Tony Moran video for Halloween, similar to our Warner Media rant. This isn't a, I don't, I don't want to bash anybody. Like I don't want to use our platform and the show that we have created to bash anybody. But again, things like this need to be addressed. Um, and I'm glad that these big movie studios. Uh, I'm glad that these actors and actresses, I'm glad that movie fans, I'm glad that these things are being addressed. Um, and it does seem like the HFPA, um, they, they have hired a legal firm to write their new code of conduct, which we've talked already. Um, they've hired a chief of diversity. They've promised a 50% increase in membership tailored to underrepresented groups. So probably more African-Americans on there. Um, they've promised new administrative positions and obviously there's a whole lot more. Um, and again, if you look at their Twitter, if you could, if you look at the golden globe Twitter account, they have links to all of those, their timeline event of events, their timeline of, uh, of reform, things like that on their Twitter account. So it does seem like they're making necessary changes. I just hope that they do it in the right way. And I hope that, you know, like you said, there is a lot of corruption in Hollywood. There is a lot of bullshit that goes along with being in that industry. And I hope that this is a good step forward into reforming some of that and into just seeing people as people and not Mm -hmm. seeing this as an industry and is not seeing dollar signs and likes and clicks and comments when you look at somebody. Yep. So that's... That's where we're going to end this there. Um, so I know this is an ongoing situation. Um, there's probably a whole lot more to this story than even we had the cut co- we got to cover. But I hope that this has helped to explain a little bit of what's going on, um, and at least you kind of hear our thoughts on it. And uh, so yeah, you'll hear more of it soon because I mean there's going to be more coming with this. There will be more coming with this industry, and we'll we'll be here to talk about it. That's all I For can sure. say. Let's talk movies. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, moving on. So we have a couple of other interesting things. Uh, there are some conventions and festivals returning this year. Um, DC Fandom 
which we had last year. We got the Batman trailer. A couple of interesting things came out of that. We got the the initial Snyder Cut announcement that the Snyder Cut would be happening. It came from DC Fandom. Uh, this year, again, I believe it's going to be entirely virtual. Uh, it will take place on October 16th, 2021. Um, and it, any, it, you know, Miguel, I kind of wanted to brainstorm with you what could we possibly see from this year's DC fandom given the fact that they're probably not going to continue the Snyderverse uh although let me get close to my mic here I'm right close to my mic if they were going to continue the Snyderverse and they wanted to make a big deal out of it and it was going to be an HBO Max exclusive DC fandom would be the place to do it Yep. Am I right or am I wrong? You are right. And now it's probably not going to happen. You're kicking over tables and shit. It's not going to happen. You're pissed. Yeah. I'm pissed. I don't. Yeah. I mean, if it was going to happen, it would obviously obviously be at DC Fandom because honestly, right. with these uh, look, these if whenever uh, cons and all these uh events start taking place, like it's going to be the time to like make announcements, like. Yeah. Movie studios are going to be kicking out some pretty big news because I mean it's out of COVID, we're or we're soon to be out of COVID, and people just want to be uh, wowed by yeah different different uh, movies coming out, and I think this the next line of different comic cons and fandoms events like it's going to be we're going to have to pay close attention to these because there's going to be a lot of uh, spots that's going to that's going to come out mm-hmm. and it's going to get the fans craze right well a couple that i kind of had um on my list uh hopefully i'm not sure when they're going to camera well actually for the flash i know they've already begun they've already gone to camera they're they're filming the flash as we speak in the uk um hopefully we'll get a trailer for the flash or at least kind of a a teaser trailer type thing Mm -hmm. um We'll probably get a new trailer for Matt Reeves, the Batman, because that's they're going to really start to push that move. I feel like around October or so, they're really going to start to push their marketing campaign for the Batman. Um, do you know when Black Adam films? No, when? when are, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure when they're going to camera for Black Adam, but maybe we could get a, uh, a, a trailer or a teaser for Black Adam. Or even um, a poster. Or even I mean, a poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no like actual like confirmed like legitimate posters that's been disputed yet either. Kind no, of what you think. Not. Like kind of what you think. Warner Bros. really don't know what the fuck they're doing. Right. Well with, with this DC stuff. Um, and maybe even some more information on Blue Beetle. I think for me the the biggest thing is I will be curious to see what exactly is announced. Because I'll tell you what, mm-hmm. if this year's DC fandom uh it's just all of the titles that we already know are happening and they don't announce anything new that's gonna be a major disappointment it's gonna be pretty lackluster and like let's be completely honest where they're taking dc is already a big enough disappointment if they don't announce anything new it's gonna be like "Mm." no did you hear did you hear warner bros or i don't think it's warner bros but dc uh, like uh, or Warner Bros. unfollowed Henry Cavill from his Instagram account. Henry Cavill never followed him in general, but yeah, goodbye Superman. That's all I could say. Oh, yep. 
It's oh, so yeah. Bye bye, bye bye, Henry Cavill. That makes me kind of uncomfortable. Yep, it's it's just the wow. way it is here at, at the movie business. Again, like you said, it's all about that money, money, money. That's some that's some tea dropped right there, boy. And we're moving on. Um, so the other festival that is definitely happening on October 1st, 2021 is Blumfest. Um, as far as we know, the panels are being kept pretty much under wraps. But the, the big question here is with Halloween kills. Um, obviously, especially lately in the horror community and the Halloween community, the, there's a big question right now of when are we going to see a Halloween kills trailer? Um, when are we going to see a poster? When is that marketing campaign really going to start punching? Um, my guess, you know, if you look back at Halloween 2018, I think we got a poster in May and I think we got a trailer in mid June. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Ryan Turek and uh, David Gordon Green, they, they've confirmed that it's, it's going to be similar, but it's not going to be the same exact marketing campaign as uh, or marketing strategy as Halloween 2018. So it's going to be slightly different. And especially given the COVID situation, giving with Halloween ends, we really don't, they don't even know when they haven't filmed Halloween ends. They don't know if Halloween ends is going to come out next year. We're still living in a world where Halloween, Halloween 2018 came out two years later in 2021, we're getting Halloween kills if they can't film Halloween Kills sometime this year, we're not <clears throat> going to get Halloween Kills until 2023. Or Halloween Ends, excuse me. Mm-hmm. If they can't film Halloween Ends sometime this year, we're not getting that movie until 2023. So the big question is, where is the trailer? Could they drop the trailer two weeks before the movie releases? It, what? Do you think we could get a trailer drop for Halloween Kills just to, they can drop a poster in May or June, maybe another teaser or a TV spot, and then drop a legit trailer really close, less than two weeks prior to the release date. What do you think? Or do you think that's too soon? That's, if you're, if you're saying two weeks before the movie drops, that's too, that's too far. It's too close to the movie release you know what i mean i am kind of in the same boat i've seen a couple people on twitter and youtube and facebook and things like that like oh they're gonna wait they're gonna drop the trailer at blumfest Mm -hmm. here's the thing you know halloween kills is already going to be a big movie but you're they're going to want to build that momentum prior to that film dropping i think if you drop it too close or too far which is why we still haven't gotten the trailer to, you know, there's so many people that are like F Blumhouse. We still haven't gotten a trailer and it's been two years, blah, 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 blah. Come on. They're, they're not going to drop this trailer now when it's still up in the air. You know, when exactly Halloween ends, it's going to come out. I mean, I think it's heller come heller high water. Halloween kills is dropping in October. I don't think there's any there, there's any discussion there. It's dropping, whether it's on VOD, whether it's in theaters, whether it's on whatever, it's dropping. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally think that we are going to get a trailer. Probably my guess, my guess would be sometime in June or early July. We might get a poster in the next few weeks at the end of May. 
I would say that's probably unlikely. I still think June. I think June is when Halloween Kills is going to really ramp up its marketing campaign. And you know what that means is we got to get you caught up. Sometime before, sometime before like mid June, we got to get you caught up with Halloween 2018. Well, Halloween, yeah. Halloween 2018, and we got to get you caught up. Uh, we'll uh, we'll do a couple of trailer reactions and thing, or the uh, the the teaser reactions for Halloween Kills, which obviously I've seen, but you have not. Um, and you know, we'll we'll start checking that out a little bit more. Uh, I I just we'll, we'll have to see. <laughs> That's a bold strategy, Cotton. We'll have to see how it plays out. Yeah. <laughs> So, I think uh, it will come out. I'm almost certain. I agree with you to the fact that it will come out in the summer because it's, it'll honestly make it makes better sense for it to come out like midsummer. So I'm thinking like around. It's July close, but it's it not out. too close. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I think if you wait for that two weeks prior to the release date of the movie, it's too close. I think people, mm-hmm. I, I, you you got to pop the wine bottle at the right time. Yeah, and exactly. I think I, I think there. I think if they drop a trailer in mid June, mid to late June. I think that's going to I think that's going to kick you off a real good marketing campaign. Yeah, uh, exactly. And we know they have the trailer cut. The trailer is done. The trailer's been cut since last October, I believe, when the fuck the movie was supposed to come out cuz it, it was supposed to come out last October. But again, they're not they wouldn't have dropped it in January knowing that it's not going to come out until this October. I mean, it just mm. wouldn't make sense. Yeah. Um so again, we'll have to see how that one plays out. My guess is that we're going to get a Halloween Kills trailer in mid-June. Again, we have no sources. Nobody's telling me that. That's just my gut feeling. Um, you know, upcoming Blumhouse projects, uh, they're obviously Halloween Kills, Halloween Ends. We'll probably get more of an update on Halloween Ends. Um, I'm sure there's some stuff going on behind the scenes deciding when they're going to go to camera and things like that. Um, there's a film called The Black Phone. Know nothing about it. Have no idea. Uh, Paranormal Activity 7 is going to happen in 2022. Um, and then, of course, we still have no real information on the rumored Exorcist remake, on the Wolfman remake, uh, Spawn. There's other TV releases. Uh, again, the, the panels for Blumfest are kind of being kept under wraps. Um, so I'm, I'm not really sure what we're going to see from Blumfest. I'm sure it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've wanted a Wolfman remake for quite some time. So if, ah, if that's Benicio really... Del Toro's fucking... Is that his name? Yeah, Benicio del Toro's uh, iteration of the Wolfman was. Yeah, it was. It was good. It was good, dude. Speaking of wolves, we werewolves. We need to. Uh, I bought American Werewolf in London. We need to watch that. Oh this, yeah, sometime this summer. Yeah, because I've never seen it. You've never seen it, right? Mm-hmm. It, it's one I've never seen. So we'll have to do a first. We'll do a commentary, and it'll be both of our first times. That'll <laughs> that be, fun. be fun. Yeah, that will be fun. A uh, couple other little news stories we have the, before we wrap up here. Um, so we just did our army of the dead trailer reaction, uh, which I know we're hella late (laughs) getting to that, but it's okay. Uh, you know, there's some question with the MCU and changes coming into the MCU, uh, specifically with the guardians of the galaxy. And, you know, a couple episodes ago, you know, we had shared an article from, I believe, Geekosity magazine with Mikey Sutton, where, uh, it was rumored that, Drax is supposedly gonna die in Thor: Love and Thunder. It's either it's either Drax or or Rocket because I remember I remember hearing in an interview with James Gunn, he said he was really excited to talk about uh, Rocket's uh, 
putting putting Rocket's uh uh story arc full circle pretty much. Mm. So it kind of it kind of makes it seem like he's putting Rocket's storyline in wraps. I think it may be Rocket. You think it's gonna be Drax? I I personally think Drax. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't know. We'll we'll see if I can both, change your mind here. Yeah, both kind of make sense to be honest, but. I think Drax more than Rocket. I love Rocket. Rocket's like one of my favorite characters, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, so Dave Batista, uh, in, in a recent interview, said that he purposely chose to do Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead over the Suicide Squad, um, although James Gunn specifically wrote him a role in the Suicide Squad that he didn't take. So I'm curious who exactly he wrote him in for. Um, uh, here, John Cena's. I'm almost. For, I, I would be. guess John Cena or the Shark. That would be my. That'd Ooh, be my yeah. guess. True. Um, Could be King Shark. Oh yeah, because no one knew who. Uh, no one knew who was going to voice King Shark until yeah. like near when the trailer came out. Yeah. But I found out it was Sylvester Stallone. It's Sylvester Stallone, right? I found out Sylvester Stallone like when the trailer dropped. For sure. Yeah, that's when I found out. So obviously that was the case. And yeah. I'm sure Dave Batista wanted to do more than just, you know, voice um, a CGI shark. Yeah. In swimming yeah. trunks. I, I, yeah. And I mean, I, I don't blame him. I get it. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he had this to say about picking Army of the Dead over the Suicide Squad. He said, I get to work with Zach. I get to build a relationship with Netflix. I get a lead role in a film and I get paid a lot more money. So, like, I get it. I mean, dude, I, yeah. I understand. And, yeah. you know, pick, pick your battles. At first, I was kind of taken back by this because I was like, but he already has a relationship with James Gunn. Mm-hmm. But it's again, it's a business. It's your job. I, I, yeah. I get it. Um, the interesting thing comes out of his recent interview with Digital Spy because Dave Batista said, I don't know what the script of the third film is, to be honest with you. There was a script years ago that obviously is going to have to change because of the whole direction of the Marvel universe or that the Marvel universe has changed. Um, and they asked him, you know, what, what was the script that he was referring to? Uh, he said there were talks for a while about a Drax and Mantis film. It was really because James, it was really because it was James Gunn's idea. He really wanted to do a Drax and Mantis film. He laid it out to me. I thought it was such a brilliant idea, but I haven't heard any follow-up from the studio and I don't think they're very interested because it doesn't fit into the way that they have things mapped out. And to be completely honest, it doesn't. No. That would be I mean, I like I like Drax and Mantis's relationship like in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. But I mean, it that's just for what it was. It was just it was just a nice little uh, moment they had. I don't know if I Not could romantic. watch it for an hour. I would just say yeah. You know, plus Drax's Drax's character in that is not, you know, what I'm saying, um, a full 120 minute uh, movie material. Yeah, it's fun comedic relief, but it's not necessarily like, yeah, it's not a plus. I I couldn't get a full feature film out of it. His story is technically over. His whole mean purpose of being in the Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty much over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Thanos is gone. There's no more Thanos. His family's been avenged. For sure. So, I mean, there's, it's, there's not much uh, it's not much left for Drax, so I can understand. But also, uh, my case with Rocket is that he's, he's already, like, um, 
he's been like the main focus of Guardians of the Galaxy too, because it was pretty much like saying him like he was trying to like distance himself because he was too close to getting close with the uh, the Guardians, right? The whole group as a whole, and when he lost them, <laughs> and then they came back. I can almost see a situation where there's a good chance the team could go away and Rocket sacrifices himself. I could see that happening. That's mm-hmm. the only reason. And yes, also I could just see that. What, also, just based on what James Gunn said, talking about his whole uh, um, back history, which I'm almost certain that's what it probably will be. It'll talk about uh, Rocket's uh, backstory because that's the only one that has been told. You know what I mean? Right. Drax has been told already. Uh, Star Lords, uh, Peter Peter Quill's storyline, uh, Gamora, Mantis, and uh, Nebulas. All of their stories have been told already, ex- and Yondu, except for uh, Rocket. It's just been hinted everywhere, but right. I think that would be the fo- one of the main focus of that movie. Well, one of the interesting, the, the, the biggest, most interesting part of what Dave Bautista said was that other than that, no. I mean, as far as my obligations, I've got Guardians 3, and then that's going to be the end of Drax. So I, I think he's leaving the character. I, I think it's a combination of maybe the studio was going to kill him off anyways, and he's leaving the character to go do, to, to pursue other career aspirations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then part, you know, my question is if Drax dies in Thor Love and Thunder, and Guardians 3 comes out after, if he dies in Thor Love and Thunder, could Guardians 3 take place before the events of Love and Thunder? You I'm think not he's sure. going to die in Love and Thunder? I don't know, because remember that there was that original leak where when they're fighting Gore the God Butcher, Drax dies, protecting the rest of the Guardians. And I know Dave Bautista has kind of criticized Disney's uh, take on Drax, um Mm. he said that you know he's he's drax the destroyer and he said they kind of watered drax down a little bit they really did they really did i mean they did i mean let's be completely he was a badass in the first guardians but like Mm -hmm. they kind of watered him down yeah now he's pretty much just comic relief yeah i mean i don't i I don't disagree with him Mm -hmm. uh it's just i i think um i don't know i i i he kind of makes it sound like this is really going to be the end of drax um and i, Which hope I could the, see honestly like, i could too like taking taking uh you know the whole storyline of marvel as it is but just looking at uh dave patisse's as an actor like i mean he's got a he's he's got a good future ahead of him i mean he's yeah. he's a solid he actor he has a he has a decent resume he still he still has that uh chip of uh being the you know just a big tough guy mm-hmm. and um i think he wants to branch out you know what i mean yeah, and I don't blame him at all. As an actor and as a, an artist, I don't blame him at all. Uh, I also think that his character arc is kind of done. Like they kind of finished, they kind of rounded his character arc already. I think if you're going to kill one of the Guardians, I think Drax is the one to kill. Um, so, I, I mean, that could be a big change for the MCU. Uh, you know, a, another big change for the MCU, which we've already gotten already is Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also rumored that Sam Wilson, you know, as of right now, we know that there's a Captain America 4 happening with Sam Wilson's with uh, Sam Wilson and Bucky Barnes returning. But that's not going to be for a little while down the road, obviously. Yeah. Uh, 
it's rumored that Sam Wilson will return in Black Panther Wakanda forever um, as a part of that cast, which I think is really cool. Uh, obviously, we're still a couple years away. Um, what do you think his role is going to be in Wakanda forever? Obviously, we don't know anything about the plot. So that's, I guess that's kind of a hard question. I kind of threw you under the bus with that question. Yeah, a little bit. Um, oh, no. Because again, the plot for Wakanda Forever is going is totally under wraps. No one knows what's going on. Obviously, right. they're gonna talk. They say they want to talk more about the intricacy of the ta- of the, of the yes, they have said that of the place itself. And definitely, and, uh, my my thought was because the Wakandans made his Captain America suit. Is he gonna mm-hmm. get a new suit? I don't know. I don't know. His suit looks pretty. Dope. I have no idea. So I saw a couple um, people on Twitter saying, "Are they gonna make him a new shield?" but I don't think they should make him a new shield because literally the entire purpose of Falcon and the Winter Soldier was to get the shield back. Yeah, so like, rectifying the story of the shield. I feel like that wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, either way, between Captain America appearing um, and Sam Wilson changing in Wakanda forever with um, we're going to get a new Black Panther, obviously because of, you know, Chadwick Boltzmann's passing, um, the stuff going on with Venom, and uh and you know how he hopefully will be kind of being incorporated into the greater spider-man universe the stuff with drax and the guardians there's a lot of changes going on in the mcu and Mm -hmm. i think we're i I think we're finally starting to uh to kind of transition into another i I say another phase (laughs) but um another era Another yes, another era into the MCU. I think we're starting to, uh, I think we're starting to transition a little bit. So it's going to be. It's. I think the next few years are going to be a big transition point for the MCU. Um, mm-hmm. I know Captain or not Captain Marvel. Um, Mrs. Marvel, Ms. Marvel just start uh, finished filming uh, for the the Disney Plus television show. So. Um, I'm curious to see what that's going to be. I think we're going to start really filling in the gaps with these TV shows. I've been pleasantly surprised with how good the TV shows have been. And I know both of us are really excited for Loki too, and to see the direction that they take it with Loki. So yeah, for sure. I, I agree. And I think uh, we'll definitely have to keep tabs on what's going on with them. <laughs> I saw I saw a funny TikTok where it's a DC girl talking about like how Marvel people are so spoiled because they're given everything compared to what DC's getting. It's like because like we 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 get everything like it like literally like you do five years five years in advance you get to see everything that's gonna happen, and I mean that's great. I mean we wouldn't have a I mean we technically wouldn't have a podcast if it wasn't for it. Right. So again, like this is just we really wouldn't. This show wouldn't exist without that. No, not at all. So I think it'll be something to keep track on because, again, this is just another transition and a different, uh, what's it called? A different um, era, phase. Different direction. Yeah, different direction. It's a different uh, direction uh, Marvel wants, dance you wants to do. And honestly, it's working so far. I agree. Oh. But guys, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Let's Talk Movie News. We want to thank you so, so much for tuning in. Please, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know in the comments, what do you think of the craziness going on with the Hollywood Foreign Press Association? Uh, What reforms do you think need to be made for the Hollywood 
uh, industry in general and the movie industry in general. Uh, what do you think about these crazy changes happening in the MCU? Where do you want to see the MCU move as we go forward? Uh, and also, what do you think of uh, all of these films coming up? We, we have a whole lot of films coming up over the course of the next couple of months, and uh, we, we really want to hear your thoughts. So thank you so, so much for tuning in. New episodes of Let's Talk Movies drop on Monday evenings at 8 p.m. And new episodes of this show, Let's Talk Movie News, drop on Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Thank you so much. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at We Talk the Movies. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a great weekend. See ya.